0: The MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Edge Boost. Edge Boost enables you to double your bet with no interest. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to get started today.
1: Hi, Hello, DeGenerinos, and welcome to the MMA Gambling Podcast and the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, episode 359. It's going out to Canada, of course, my home country, because we finally get another UFC event uh, on our home soil. First time since 2019, the the good old days, the halcyon days before the COVID thing hit. So uh, this goes out to Canada and most more specifically uh, Vancouver. So there you go, which is nowhere even close to my house. Sorry to say Uh, I would be Jeff Chalks Fox, the Canadian half of this can am connection. We're going to break down UFC 289 on this episode. um, Two, two episodes as per usual today will be the prelims. Tomorrow will be the main card and the fancy dancy picks. And we better make this a quick one because people in our discord are chomping at the bit for our episode. They're complaining (laughs) we haven't dropped an episode yet. When do we usually, I don't know when we ever drop, I guess occasionally we drop, an episode like wednesday early wednesday but usually it's wednesday evening so let's bring in the laughing half
0: of the duo daniel gumby vreeland hello daniel gumby so i have to ask you because when you you decided to dedicate it to canada my my mind originally was about all of the smokiness is it smoky up where you are yeah my wife has asthma so it's been really rough the past yeah, few. yeah yes. like wh- like where we are we're getting some of your smokiness Uh, you don't want none of this smoke, do you, Dan? I I don't want (laughs) it. There you go. There's your, there's your title. Don't want my title. (laughs) Uh, No, I don't want your smoke, though, to be, to be fair.
1: Yeah, it's, yeah, it's rough. It's, it seems to be improving today. Like the skies are bluer than previous days. Luckily, I haven't, like, I am blessed to not have breathing, breathing issues. So I haven't noticed it, but yes, my wife definitely has.
0: Well, that's, that's too bad. Yeah. that's, that's, That's no fun at all. Um, but anyway, uh, it shouldn't affect the fighters because it's a ways away from oh. them.
1: Yes. Yeah. Even though BC usually is on fire. I don't know if it is currently, but yeah, I guess the world is burning anyhow, Dan. So we better <laughs> get used to it. Right? Yeah, sure.
0: Yeah. Let's go with that. <laughs> another
1: positive about this, um, Joe Rogan can't travel to Canada. So there'll be no <laughs> Rogan on this on this uh, telecast. So
0: yeah. What did you but think you know. of what did you think about the broadcast team they announced? Because uh, I- uh,
1: is it Felder?
0: It's Felder. Uh, which is filled, good Yeah, yeah, filling in with Anik And uh, was it Bisping that I saw?
1: Oh, okay, it's not Cormier, even better
0: Yeah, which it's is not Cormier, but like, I'm down I, I'm always, I, I feel like Bisping needs A certain somebody And maybe Felder winds up being that somebody Because Bisping sometimes is like Confrontational, like he's, with yes. Dominic Cruz, or he's actually yes. Weirdly confrontational with Laura Senko Too,
1: yeah um it, it, i don't yeah it it is kind of he acts like he's joking but who knows yeah
0: yeah like i i think it might be joking but i'm not 100 sure and then with with dc it, it like kind of works with him in dc um so like i don't know maybe paul Felder's the perfect mix
1: do you see i just accidentally put a bunch of hearts across our screen uh, of our of our uh, recording dan so just uh... <laughs> i perfect. do love you it wasn't an accident i mean i do love you so um yeah interesting card to make
0: picks on i guess i'm trying to think if i had difficulty. there are a lot of close lines if nothing else there like are, it, yeah, if, you, nice. if you wind up passionately liking a fighter on this card odds are you're gonna get a good line on him because uh, there weren't any like super inflated lines anywhere um yeah. so so like if there are people you like that you're gonna get a good line on it you're not gonna have to feel like you have to pay negative 550 for somebody
1: and like the biggest dog we're gonna talk about today tie for the biggest dog jong has been going hard on in the discord so uh, we'll talk about her there's there's your hint we'll talk about her uh shortly but yeah uh, like you said if, if you like a fighter you can get a good line and uh John and the rest of our our misfit toys are, are getting good lines in in the discord that's sports podcast.com discord if you don't know and you're not in yet all right um we're always looking for edges in the discord and speaking of edges dan edge boost this episode is supported by edge boost edge boost is the world's first bet now pay later visa card Edge currently offers up to 2500 bucks in betting advances, which can be an extremely valuable tool. Imagine what you can do with an increased bankroll. Get down on some of your favorite futures without tying up your bankroll for months. That's exactly what you could do. Double down on a favorite bet you like, or even use it to create an awesome middle or even a hedge. Especially with the NFL season coming, you may want to get on down on some team futures. So... <laughs> This is the spot for you, like um, Cowboys. What uh, two over and season?
0: Oh, oh, over in wins, over nine and a half, I oh, believe it is.
1: Okay, there you go. That, that that's what you should do. Uh, boost isn't some sleazy loan shark, as they charge zero interest. Do you know of another way that you can access more money to place on your favorite bets without paying any interest legally? Um, I'm saying the legally part. I'm sure there's plenty of illegal ways, but legally. Edge boost can also be a part of a responsible gambling plan as you can set up daily, weekly, or monthly limits across all your betting accounts in one place. Support SGPN and grow your bankroll by going to slash edge to sign up. That's slash edge, E D G E, for those who have spelling issues. You must be 21 years or older to use. Problem gambling? Call 1-800 Gambler. Do you think we have anyone under 21 listen to us, Dan? I
0: don't know.
1: Maybe. Like regularly listen to us, not accidentally. Not their parents made them.
0: I- I'm gonna still say maybe.
1: Yeah. Okay. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, do we have any women listen to us that aren't? Yeah. Fam- I don't even know if family listens. To I think us we. I think we've one. always said there's
0: 1.5 women who listen.
1: Yes. 1.5 women. Yeah. Roughly. They just 1. haven't shown shown their faces yet.
0: They they're not um, in the Discord. If you are in the Discord. Reveal you You're a guy. Yeah. yeah.
1: If you're in the Discord, you're a guy. All right. Let's get going with this card. UFC 289. Like I said, the uh, the hardcores are dying for us to get some content out. So let's hurry up. We'll talk fast. UFC 289 Noons versus Aldana, which is may, may not be uh, thrilling at that title, but it's a lot better than the original title. UFC 289 Noons versus Pena Three. Yeah. Block. Agreed. Block. 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 Nothing more to and say. And here, here's something you can say uh Raquel Pennington is the backup apparently for this fight
0: oh that makes uh, sense though she was supposed to fight Irene Aldana Nunes, they, versus,
1: Pennington. They, I, Nunes versus Pennington
0: Noons versus Pennington too right that would be two yes yes yeah
1: so if what if Nunes doesn't make the fight Aldana versus Pennington for the interim belt wouldn't that be amazing Dan isn't
0: that also it wouldn't that also be a two did they Probably. already fight once I
1: think so yeah <laughs> so I think so. All right. As of now, hopefully, it's going to stay intact news versus Aldana. June the 10th, Rogers Arena, Vancouver, British Columbia. Some place I've never been. Neither have you, right? Nope. No. You haven't been west of the something, right? Mississippi. Mississippi? Really. I mean, really? a little
0: bit into Texas, but like okay. uh, apart from that, not much. Nope. All right.
1: These All right. These fighters have obviously cuz they're in BC now. Let's start with Women's Straw Weights. Oh, sorry. Early prelims. We're going to start with, that starts at 7 p.m. Eastern, ESPN Plus, UFC Fight Pass. Uh, women's Straw Weights, Diana Balbicha versus Maria Oliveira. Balbicha is one of our Canadians. Uh, she's Romanian, but she moved to my hometown for the first six months of my life, Stony Creek, Ontario. And that's where she's been training for. Do you know how long she's been here, or, or aren't you sure? Don't you it? has been
0: her? a while. Child. I, I yeah. don't know for sure, but like I, I'm gonna say it, it's been pretty much since she's been in the UFC. Yeah, I think so. Yes.
1: Let me tell you about her first, Abel beacha The warrior princess, 14 to 7, six knockouts, four submissions. She's been submitted four times, one and three in the UFC, lost her last belt. Uh belt. She didn't have a belt, about lost her last bout. That was back in February of 2022. She used to fight up. Uh, two weight classes at bantamweight and up one weight class at flyweight she's a Kempo kickboxing and karate champion so her mantle is full as well uh, she's got a inch of height over Olivera striking and active striking stats are better than Olivera's and her grappling stats are as well are better than Olivera's based on their octagon uh, stats she belbicha has outstruck her UFC opponents by a quarter of a strike a minute so .25 in the positive for her she's even money plus 100 Spider Girl, Oliveira, 13-6, to six, seven knockouts, one submission. She's been knocked out once, submitted twice. One and two in the UFC. She's got a loss-win-loss loss over her UFC career. She went 0-1 on the Contender Series. She fought someone good, right? Like uh, Marina Hodgigas, is that right? Someone yeah. did. Yeah, I yeah, yeah,
0: she fought Marina Hodgigas. Yes, yes. Good for me.
1: That's not aging so well now, is it? Yeah, it still is. Um, she's yeah, a regional that, champion. That still ages really <laughs> well for a Contender it Series. Does. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> it does. yeah, uh, yeah. It does. Oliveira is a regional champ uh inch of reach over Bel Beacha. Uh, she's been outstruck, struck but barely over her UFC and container series fights by she's, her strike differential is minus 0.08 strikes per minute. Um and she is at minus 105 and we'll let the Gumby man go first. I'm gonna go with all very here.
0: Uh and, and I'll be honest when I, when this fight posted originally leaning needed Bel Beacha. Uh, because I was thinking, you know, Bill Beach has got kind of like a wrestling game that she occasionally uses. And, you know, I remember her kickboxing looking good, but then I went back and I watched the fights and and I've kind of looked at the level of competition too. And it's, it's not particularly good. Like the Liana Jojua fight, she did score a takedown, was armbarred within like six seconds of being on the ground. She like barely outstruck Hannah Goldie, who's not in the UFC anymore. She was badly outstruck by Gloria DePaula. And, And the biggest concern I have with all of that is, she she's quite a bit slower than Maria Oliveira, and she leans way forward when she's throwing combinations. And Oliveira has got a very long jab. She's got a nice like straight down the middle that she uses down as like a counter. Um, she uses low kicks particularly well. And when somebody does come in for a takedown or or is leaning way forward, she counters with a really nice knee, sometimes to the chin, sometimes to the body. Um, so like, I, I think ultimately, you know, both of these fighters are probably going to want this fight on the feet for the whole thing. And if they do, I I think Olivera is just going to pick her apart. I think she's longer. I think she's faster. I think all those things play into her favor. And if Belbija does decide to shoot a takedown, like when Olivera gets caught off guard with a takedown, she looks pretty bad defending it. Like she did in the first one against, uh, I think it was Vanessa Demopoulos. Like Vanessa Demopoulos' first takedown worked like a charm. Then she shot like a couple more in the second round and suddenly they just were not working. She was getting shut down really easily um, and Oliveira was just like picking her apart on the feet. Uh, Oliveira ultimately lost that decision but like she fixed that one thing. so like I'm not sure Bell Beach has better wrestling than than Vanessa Dimopoulos or better grappling than Vanessa Dimopoulos. and I think she's got worse striking than Oliveira. So uh, I'll take the negative 105 on Oliveira here.
1: As will I, um, yeah, a more dangerous striker, and this is probably going to be a battle. And I've I just like what I've seen more out of her than I've seen out of, out of uh, Beach, uh throughout their UFC career. So, fading a Canadian right off the bat, Dan. That might be we'll,
0: uh, that that might be a theme. Uh, I'm just no, gonna we'll see, I'm gonna throw no, that out no, there. We'll, we'll see. We'll I might, see. I might fade some Canadians this week. <laughs> I, I,
1: I, I, I was gonna say I may as well, but I just did, so I may, I may uh, do some more. There's six. Quote unquote Canadians on this card. So we shall see. There'll be plenty of time to fade Canadians if we choose to. All right. The other early prelim fight, it's a flyweight fight. No Canadians involved here. David Dvorak versus Steven Ursig. And like I said, this is a flyweight fight. Ursig, Astro Boy, nine and one, one knockout, six submissions, never been finished in a fight before. This is a short notice UFC debut. He was scheduled for a fight. Uh, what was that? A few weeks ago, last month? Yeah, a
0: a couple of them last month. So while it is short notice, I do think he's been in camp.
1: Yeah, okay. Good to know. Uh, He's won eight straight fights. Uh, He's not lost since September of 2017. He's won his last two fights via submission. He's a regional champion, four inches taller, three years younger than Dvorak, plus 250. Dvorak, The Undertaker, 20 and five, eight knockouts, eight submissions. He's been knocked out once, three and two in the UFC. Uh, However, he's lost two straight fights. He's not won since May of 2021. Was a regional champion 2010 pro MMA debut, minus 275. I'll take the but I I am wavering a bit. So obviously I do not like the minus two seventy-five line on him. Um just more well-rounded, more experienced fighter, plus short notice thing. Whether or not he was in camp or not, um he, he was short notice for this fight, and he's going up against a like the, the a uh, extreme veteran. Like he's uh, 25 fights and five of them in the UFC. Um so like I said, don't like the line, it's not gonna show up in any of my fancy, fancy plates. But give me
0: Dvorak, I, I'm gonna, I, I feel you wavering, and I'm gonna just go the other way with you. I, I'm I knew it, go, yeah. I'm gonna really- go with Ur- it, it, It's just like, so to your point, like, yes, uh, Dvorak on paper looks a little bit better, right? What, what did you say we were getting on a line for Ursic, though?
1: Plus two fifty, yeah, yeah, that's, like that's I, some value there.
0: Yeah, there's tons of value on Steven Erzik, and I, I'll say this: like, first of all, the the four inches of height is a huge piece for me. Um, and uh, he he's a very for anybody who has never seen Steven Erzik fight, he is a very slick grappler. Um, like uh, somebody shoots a takedown on him, he's like on their back in like half a second. And now, granted, he's fought worse competition than Dvorak. But Dvorak traditionally has not been very good in his grappling in his own right. Like, sometimes he's good at holding people against the cage, but he's only landing, like, 28% of his takedowns. And the other thing I don't like about uh, Dvorak here, and, and actually I think gets him caught against somebody like Ersig, is he really just doesn't commit to being in, like, long exchanges. And when somebody looks like they want to be in him, he just keeps backing up. Um, he, he just backs up and backs up and backs up until then, like, He's then in a position he doesn't want to be in, which is his backup against the cage. And not for anything, he's been knocked down in two fights in a row. Uh, Two different fighters have knocked him down in a row and damn near finished him. And I don't know if you've seen any of Ersig. This dude is, despite being a good, uh, you know, mostly uh, people think of him as a a submission specialist. You mentioned the back-to-back subs and three out of his last four wins. He's low-key got really great power in his hands. Uh, he, he's got two wins over a guy named Paul Loga, who's a uh, Australian regional guy. One of them, he, he got a mounted guillotine. The other one, he slept him in violent fashion. So he's got good power and he's dealt with wrestlers before. Like he, he beat some Choi Choi, who we saw on um, uh road to the UFC recently, who is a good grappler. So like he's gone out there and he's beaten grapplers before he's got really good jujitsu. He's got power in his hands and like, I'll just say this. Dvorak doesn't do anything that like scares me. Like if Dvorak wins this fight, it's going to be by decision. So, Hey, I'll take the plus two fifty stab here on the uh, newcomer.
1: Yep. Gummy with the big underdog. And speaking of underdog fantasy, our friends, they're back sponsoring us. We're brought to you by underdog fantasy, best ball, mania, IV. That would be four, right? Yes. Four is here. And underdog fantasy is giving away 15 million dollars in prizes that's all just 15 million plus plenty of ways to win with nba nhl and mlb with their player prop parlays i miss saying that player prop parlays head over to underdogfantasy.com and use the promo code sgpn naturally for a hundred percent deposit bonus up to a hundred bucks that's underdogfantasy.com promo code sgpn not naturally don't add naturally to it all right um so that's early prelims let's move on to the Proper prelims, which start at 8 p.m. ESPN and ESPN Plus. Featherweights. Kyle Nelson versus Blake. Builder. I will tell you about Kyle, the monster Nelson, hailing from beautiful cottage country in Huntsville, Ontario. He, but he trains with Balbicha down in, in Stony Creek. Nelson, 13, 5, and 1. Five knockouts, four submissions. But knocked out twice, submitted once. One, four, and one in the UFC. O2 and one over his last three fights. He's not won a fight since September of 2019. He used to fight up at Lightweight was a regional champion 2012 pro and debut three inches of height, three inches of reach on a builder. He's been outstruck over his UC career by 2.04 strikes per minute. Hence his losing record there. Uh, plus 200 Blake L animal builder. That is lame. We all know what his real nickname is, right? Dan, but
0: <laughs> I don't know. I like, I like L animal and I know uh, it's from, yeah, well, it's from, he, he's got a, I believe he's a Puerto Rican coach. Uh, okay, who, right. Who, who called him the animal? Yeah, or no, we're call
1: the The. the or, Blake Builder.
0: Oh, you is mean Blake, the, Blake the Builder?
1: No, the Blake Builder, his name's gonna be. I don't,
0: I don't like that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, maybe I put him in the wrong spot. Anyhow, El Animal is eight, oh, and one One knockout, four submissions. He's been one low in the UFC, one no contender series. That's part of a six fight winning streak. He was a regional champ or is a regional champion. I'm sure he gets to keep his belt. Unless a really cheap promotion. Uh used to fight up at lightweight as well, striking stats in his favor. And he's more than two times more active landing strikes than Nelson is 2.3 to be exact uh, over his UFC and contender series career. He's outstruck his opponents in those two fights by a strike and a half a minute. He's at plus 1.53 and his number on the board minus two forty. Gumby, the Gumby Reeland.
0: Yeah. Fade the Canadian again. Uh, yeah, I'm going to correct. Yeah. Correct. correct way go, this time. Yeah. I'm going to go with Blake builder here and in, in uh, his number was lower earlier this week., uh, it's kind of a bummer. it's it's inflated up to negative two forty, but I still think there's value on it. the The thing is is that like he's shorter than Kyle Nelson, which is you know, worries me a little bit. But the fact of the matter is, is like his wrestling is so good. Um, you know, we saw it in the the Shane Nelson or. Uh, who did he beat? He beat Shane Young. He beat Shane Young, um, and, and he just bulldozed him multiple times. He did it to Alex Morgan on the Contender Series, too. He just, like, bulldozed those guys, worked them over on the ground. And if you look at Kyle Nelson's losses, too, like, he loses to guys who can outgrapple him. He lost to Billy Quarantillo. He got submitted by Matt Salis. He got beat up by Diego Fajeda. Like, and all of those guys took him to the ground. Uh, and while they had him on the ground, they finished him uh so like yeah of course i'm gonna take the guys uh who are you know and, and builder's probably a little faster too despite being shorter so i'll, I'll take builder and all of his takedowns here to, to just steamroll nelson yeah i am
1: taking oh the steamroller builder that'll work too for the nickname yeah. um it goes right in with the blake the builder yeah That's yeah i got
0: i got you i got you
1: <laughs> well yes um yeah i'm taking builder as well um it's, it's a shame he's already 32 it kind of sucks. Like he he's he's a good prospect, but he's at featherweight and he's 32 already. So maybe he can fast track his way to the top. But yeah, he's he's looked like an L animal thus far. So obviously he's a pick. Nelson has struggled mightily in the UFC. So this could be his last gasp here. Um, all right, Let's drop down weight class Bantamweights. weights. Another Canadian i Zahabi versus Ari Keelang. I will tell you about Zahabi first. Faraz's kid brother. He's nine and two, five knockouts, two submissions. He's been knocked out once. Three and two in the UFC. He's won two straight fights. He's not lost since May of 2019. 2012 pro MMA debut. He's got an inch of height on Aori. Uh, he's been outstruck over his UFC career by 0.37 strikes per minute. He's at plus 110. The Mongolian murderer Aori Lang. 24 and nine, seven knockouts, two submissions. He's been submitted twice. Two and two in the UFC. He, uh, he has won two straight fights though. He's fight up at featherweight and down at flyweight. Was regional champion. Inch reach as the hobby, six years younger than him, twice more active landing strikes, and he has better grappling stats. However, he's been outstruck over his UFC career by 1.11 strikes per minute. He's at minus 115. Um, give me the hobby. Give me the dog muddy. Like he's a really good fighter. Another uh, problem with him doesn't get enough fights, whether um, injury issues or or fighters not willing to fight him. Like he's another guy who's he's getting up there in years. I think he's 32 already and he's a band of weight, and he's only fought like 11 He's times actually a bit. he's actually 35. Right, right, right. Yeah, even worse. Um but he is explosive when he's in there. Um Ari gets hit too much and that's not something you want to do with Zabi. He uh he, he's a very creative striker and, and dangerous. So give me the plus one here. I like it.
0: Yeah, I'm going Zabi too. Um uh, I'm picking a Canadian. Uh there you and, go. He's yeah. too nice
1: not to pick, right?
0: Yeah, well, and also too, I will just say this. I, I really believe In his ability to counter people who are over-aggressive. Like, I I think he's probably only an underdog here because the Ricky Tercios fight looked really bad. Uh, And really what I think happened in that Ricky Tercios fight is both men went in believing the other one was going to pressure and they were going to counter. Uh, And it threw both of them off to the point where, like, neither person did very much. Iman obviously did much more than Ricky did, but neither of them did very much. Then... Like, but if you you go back to any of the fights where people pressure him, he's got great counters. he He deals with their pressure really well. He tires them out. Like we saw him just absolutely flatline Draco Rodriguez. Um, if you go back to some of his earlier fights back when he was on the regional scene, same thing, just knocking people out who are over aggressive. I mean, he was beating the hell out of Ricardo Hamosh. Like, I really just think Ayman Zahabi is underrated. Um, also, to speak about his uh, layoffs, he he told me it was because he just didn't have particularly good management. He had like managers who didn't really press the issue. Um, and now he hired one of the more well-known managers in MMA. So uh, you might see a lot more of a Zahabi in the near future.
1: It's true. I did hear that on the Top Turtle MMA podcast last week. Make sure you listen to that every week. Gumby um, hosts that. Minus me, so that's a, probably a plus for most people listening. You can get Gumby minus the Fox, even better. All <laughs> right, what are we moving to? Flyweights, women's flyweights, Miranda Maverick, Jasmine Jasu another Canadian. Jasu is eight and two, two knockouts, one submission, never been finishing a fight. Two and one in the UFC, win loss, win is how things have gone for her. One and all the contender series, four inches taller than Maverick, three inches of reach on her. Uh, she has been outstruck over UFC and contender series career by almost a strike a minute. She's at minus 0.93. And on the board, she's at plus two fifty. Miranda Maverick, she her nickname could be the. Also, don't you think? It's fear the. Oh yeah, that's right. I forgot to write that. But it also could be the. The Miranda (laughs) Maverick. Uh, She's eleven and four. One knockout. Six submissions you didn't you didn't uh, go along with my jokes so i had to no say it i
0: myself. yeah i was i was waiting for Gumby you to...
1: has had enough of this all right <laughs> it's down to be all business like we're on top turtle okay uh 11 and four one knockout six submissions never been finishing a fight four and two in the ufc she's won two straight fights she went six and two in evictus all of her experience despite her young age has pretty much been at the top levels of the sport eight years younger than jesu davisius striking active striking and grappling stats all in her favor uh, based on the ufc and contender series careers She's outstruck her the opponents with 1.21 strikes per minute, and she's at minus uh, 275. I'm I'm going with Team Jang here. I'm taking Justusovicius. It's a lot of things tell me not to. Uh, I do like Miranda Maverick. Um, she's way younger, much better striker, but I just think Justusovicius is going to be able to. Bully here, which is, uh, surprise and to say, because Maverick is, is ripped, but Jasuda Vicious is way, way bigger than her, and, and a very uh, very solid grappler. So I think there's value in her at plus 250. I think she's going to be able to, like I said, uh, bully Maverick, win a grappling battle here, and uh, win by decision if you want to get fancy with it.
0: Yeah, I don't think so. I Yeah, I, yeah I'm, I'm on Maverick here. I, I don't think, look, the only person who has ever bullied Miranda Maverick really has been Aaron Blanchard. Um, who
1: that, Dan?
0: Yeah. And like that, that's a different level of, of bully. You know what I mean? And like, if you look at her other fights, it's not like she hasn't fought like real big, strong women before. Like she, she just fought Shanna Young. Shanna Young is of, was a very, very large women's flyweight. Um, you know, she's like five foot seven or five foot eight or something like that with bigger reach. And all Miranda Maverick did was just ragdoll her for fifteen minutes any way she wanted to, you know. Like she spent nine minutes on top of Shanda Young. And don't get me wrong, do I think uh, Jasmine Jesudavicius is better than Shanda Young? Definitely, I do. But like, I, I I don't think she's good enough to stay off of her back. You know, like Kay Hansen was taking her down. Kay Hansen was having a lot of success on top. Um, you know, like I I don't think that that. Maverick is going to have trouble doing that. So I, I'm going to take Miranda Maverick here. I'm going to go back to fading Canadians after taking Zahabi.
1: No, a Perfectly reasonable, reasonable take care. And we were a team Miranda Maverick on this podcast. We probably still are. I'm just fading her here for some reason. So, all right. You're we, trying we to get, we get your team.
0: Canadian card back. Don't, don't lie. Yeah, we all know you're yeah. trying you're trying to get that I get Canadian called card up a
1: lot. <laughs> uh, and now I'm getting told off, uh, in the discard because Rogan can't come up here. Yeah. Uh, anyhow. Um, Middleweights, Nasruddin Imabav versus Chris Curtis. That is our prelim main event. We were Team Chris, Tur- Chris Curtis in this uh, in this space as well, but we'll see if that continues here. All right. Uh, Chris Curtis, the action man. If you want to know where he got the nickname from, you have to go into the Top Turtle archives and you will find it there. Uh, he's 30 and 10, 17 knockouts, one submission. He's been knocked out once, submitted once, so he's very durable. Four and two in the UFC, loss-win-loss loss is the way things have gone for him over his career as as. For the last three fights, as I try to spit that out, he's fight at light heavyweight. He's fight at welterweight. Multi-region championships on his mantle. Correct. One to three in the PFL. One and zero in the Contender Series. Two thousand nine pro MMA debut. Two and zero as a pro boxer. Uh, more active landing strikes than Imabov is in the UFC. However, he has been outstruck by 0.63 strikes per minute, and he's at plus one thirty. The Russian sniper Imabov, twelve and four. Five knockouts, four submissions. He's been submitted one time. The only time he's been stopped. Four and two in the UFC, three and one over his last four. He did lose his last fight to Curtis's training partner, Sean Strickland. He's fight also, just like Curtis, he's fight down at welterweight, up at light heavyweight. Was a regional champion, five inches taller than Curtis, eight years younger. Striking and grappling stats in his favor. He's outstruck his UFC opponents by half a strike a minute, 0. 0.51 to be exact. He's at minus 150. And it's you.
0: Uh, I'm, I'm on Imavov here. Uh, I actually yeah. look back. Th- these are two fighters I've never picked against. Um, oh, yeah. In, in their UFC oh. careers. I've picked both of them in every single fight. I, I do really like Chris Curtis. I think he's got a, a, so much potential. I, I think there's a lot of great matchups for him at middleweight. I think there are even better matchups for him down at welterweight. I just think Imovov is a nightmare matchup for him. And, and for a lot of reasons, too. Like, Emovoth is so much taller than him, right? Like, we are going to see a wild size discrepancy here when these guys walk out because Imovov is like a Sean Strickland-sized middleweight. Um, When those two walked in there, they were roughly the same size. And Curtis looks more like a welterweight. He's a stockier guy. And when you compare how they punch and how they throw, too, I think it gets even worse because Imovov sometimes uses those like karate jump-ins. He puts together good combinations. He's really light on his feet. He fights long. Whereas Chris Curtis... When he throws the jab, it's very short. Sometimes he doubles it up, but he doesn't throw something behind it all that often. Um a lot of times when people blitz him, he back up backs up and covers, you know, his favorite punches are hooks in tight. I don't know that he'll ever be close enough to Imovov to throw those hooks. And, and really, like, you know, the reason his teammate beat off is because his teammate fights more like Imovov, right? Like, Strickland fights long. Strickland throws a jab. Strickland doesn't try to knock your head off with big shots. And like th- that meant Imovov fought like a good mirror of himself. And I think here, like while Curtis might have practice against that style, like I, I don't know that he has the skills in the the style to beat it. So yeah, i'm I'm gonna take Imov off here at negative one fifty
1: yeah, i I originally had penciled in my name under Curtis. Well, you can't pencil on an Excel spreadsheet, but but well, we'll we'll say I did, but it, I have changed it. Uh, Imavov has to be the pick here. Um, Wage is like you said, way bigger. He's just going to be picking Curtis off from distance. It's how I expect this one to go. Um, yeah, Curtis is just uh, the, the size is going to be an issue at at middleweight, um, and I, I think we've seen him hit his ceiling. And I think Imavov is is above uh, above that level uh, at this point. And plus, he's way way younger, eight years. Uh, that's a big a big age gap. So give me Imabov. To snipe the action man here. So all right, recap our picks before we're out of your ear holes for a few hours at least. Imavov, we're both in on. I took a swing on Jesuit Vicius. Gumby has probably a safer pick, or definitely a safer pick, but maybe a wiser pick in Maverick. Uh we both have zahabi We both have a builder. I have Dvorak, he has Ursig. That's his big swing. And we both have Oliver. Did I get that right?
0: Yeah, that sounds good. Sounds great. All right. We'll be gone, but not for long. Hang on Just one we'll, second. Uh, one yeah. second. Yeah. Le, le, before we, before we, uh, Oh we yes. Start doing yeah, all the time. You Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, So for the end of our episode here, I want to give you my edge boost double down play of the day. My edge boost double down play of the day is going to be a pick that doesn't come until July, which is one of the best ways that you can use edge boost to make sure that you, you know, extend your bankroll a little bit without tying up funds that you do need. So I'm going to tell you to go get in on that line on Jalen Turner. He's fighting Dan Hooker way down the road in July. That line right now is only negative 200. I think his length is just going to absolutely decimate Dan hooker in his grappling. Definitely will. So my edge boost double down play of the day is Jalen Turner, negative 200 edge boost enables you to double your bet with no interest. Go to sports gambling com slash edge to sign up today. Once again, that's sports gambling podcast.com slash edge.
1: Beautiful. Gumby saved the day and, and reminded us, and he's giving you a play way in the future. So you can, uh, you get all set up an edge boost in time, and and get your funds sorted out there. All right, uh, we'll we'll be back tomorrow. In the meantime, we will be in the Discord. We're always in the Discord. Uh, SportsGumbyPodcast.com/discord. Twitter, if that's your jam, SGP and MMA. Gumby runs that account. He's at Gumby Breland. I'm at Jeff Fox Writer. Instagram, I have been putting up my MMA works and links on my account. There is Jeff underscore Fox underscore Writer. And we told you about Top Turtle. Gumby has Top Turtle in your ear holes every week it dropped already and i haven't listened to it yet so that's why your picks are a surprise to me yeah i haven't had a chance yet and you want to tell the people who's on it because i don't have it right in front of me
0: yeah i uh talked to blake builder and adam fugit for this uh fight card
1: there you go um so make sure you stick that in your hurls and everything oh if you want to enter my pick'em contest and read all my mma writing i've started writing about the canadians in mma so if you're a canadian and you want to read more of that stuff you can hit it up at moneymma.substack.com. I write about obviously MMA as a whole, but I am going to do some featured columns on Canadians as I did today. um And you can enter the pickup contest I'm running for this weekend. And everything good in the world is at sportsgamblingpodcast.com. So we will be back tomorrow to break down the main card and give you our fancy, fancy picks. Uh, that podcast will be hosted by me, the Warrior Princess, Jeff Fox, as well as the Daniel Gumby Vreeland. And we'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye.